to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Jeracy, Jeracy, you know, I was so excited to get this show started. I was like, I was before the intro music. I am so excited. <laughs> okay. I'm excited and depressed all at one time. You know, we are NFL moms. And yesterday, mm. Miles got <laughs> smashed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the, the Cleveland brand. Damn. Let, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't. I mean, you have to take them like they come. Oh, I got time today. You want some? <laughs> I got time today. <laughs> Hold on. Let's sit to see everybody. Mm, this is how real mm-hmm. friends will treat you. But um, ironically, yeah, he got he got um got smashed. And I have to give the Pittsburgh Steelers um the due that I'm going to give them because you know Mike Tomlin is a family friend. You know, mm-hmm. we grew up in the same area. He he went to school with my younger brother. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get family. He's a homie. I'm a get family. They props. Um, and I'm just going to take one for the team and, you know, feel that for the moment. Because if I'm going to cheer like I did last week, I got to I got to own up when they lose. Um, yeah, at least, yeah. not, look, at least it's not that 0 16 team. Where I got to come in here every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But I got that out of the way. You know, this this week is um, a very important week for us. Last week, we did a, a recorded show related to uh, human trafficking, and we had a guest named Chon Kim. And yes. we got so much feedback and input, whether it was in person, you know, people we talked to or emails. And that was such a hit for us. Um, the topic of conversation resonated resonated with so many people in the audience. You know, did you get a lot like I did? I know we've talked, but still share. A lot of people were just astounded with the things that she talked about, because when you talk about human trafficking, so many people look at the fact of sex. It's sex trafficking, but it's not just sex trafficking. It's a it's it has to do with labor. Uh, like she talked about with with work labor, with drug trafficking, with organ yeah. trafficking. It right. just has so much that 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 it has to do with a lot of things. And so just listening to her, I have a lot of questions for the hope. The thing is going to be for me to shut up and not ask all my questions See. that I want to but that I want to bug her with and ask her questions about. So that's, you know, the questions that we have, a lot of them came from listeners and, you know, regardless of where you live around the world or in the United States, trafficking is trafficking and how they are stealing our children and our teenagers, I think runs across the world. It doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not an American problem. Human trafficking is a world problem. And, you know, we're excited to know that this, we have an audience that is an international audience that. Um, this is something that impacts us all at a huge rate and it's getting worse. And the, the ways they're coming up to do stuff is extremely uh, far reaching. You know, the eggs, I can't wait for to the question about wow. give us some more clarity on the eggs. Cause that just, wow. uh, that, Oh my goodness. But um, you know, it, it is hard to imagine Sex trafficking. When I think of kids who disappeared when I was younger, and I know you're you're a mere, yeah. weak, you know, young lady. Alas, while I'm an old hag, but uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just thirty. I'm just thirty, so mm. I can't go back too far with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but you know the one the one thing that I do remember from my childhood, and it stuck with me for years, and I and it still does. And the poor guy who played the man on the show, every time I see him in a movie, that's the first thing I think of, and that was the Atlanta child murders. Ooh, and did you see the 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 fourth part series that came on? I think HBO where they talked about they did a refresher on it and they talked about how you know so many people don't believe it was Wayne Williams and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's how could that many kids go missing well I know when when you have corruption and your police force and your children's lives aren't valued you know Mm -hmm. um and and uh, you know 
I hate to say this, you know, I have friends of all different races, ethnicities, cultures, backgrounds. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. My heart, it depends on your heart and whether or not my heart touches yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a problem with racism in this country. And when our children are not valued, um, it's not a priority when they're missing. And so it pains me when I see young people, these, you know, you walk into stores and you see the billboards with young people and their faces are on these billboards and nobody is looking for them, just their families. And, and you know mm-hmm. that maybe mm-hmm. somebody could have been found if they had been looking a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for social media because every time, you know, something comes across my timeline in which it says this child is missing, I pass it on. Because mm-hmm. you never know where that child is going to be found. I pass that's it true. on. I pass it that's on. That's true. And that's one of the things. Did you see in the news Jonathan Price? No. What, what's that? The young man in, um, I believe that's his name, Jonathan Price, the young man that is, uh, I just lost my train of thought. He's uh, up by the Commerce Dallas area where he was shot by a police officer. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I yes. did. I mean, yes. at, at what point, now you, now you know how I feel about this, but at what point, if you so damn scared as a police officer that everything that you do has to be done by shooting people, it is time for you to, um, it is time for you not to, dr- you, you need to find another profession. Let me just put it, I, I'm going to stop trying to be tactful. If you're so damn scared that all you could do is think to shoot and then ask questions later, you know, mm-hmm. you you too damn scared to be a police officer. At what point did you not understand the, the part where you need to negotiate, you need to de-escalate and bring the stress out of a system versus putting stress in the system? And mm-hmm. it, it bothers me. I mean, I know you're in law enforcement in the chaplain capacity, but man, every time I hear, girl, you know, I almost said my MF word. It, every time, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, yes. <laughs> but every time I hear what the jokers say, um, I feared for my life. Then I'm like, damn it, you need another job. Why don't you just be a security guard? You can wear the uniform, have a little cute badge, but go be a security guard somewhere on the night shift with no weapon, no weapon. All you get is a cell phone. That's all you need. And, and, and as all of you know, the, the listeners that are listening, I am a crisis first responder chaplain, and I do respond to officer-involved shootings and different things. But my understanding in this situation was this was a young officer whom people had filed many complaints against him because of his arrogance and his behavior. And this was in Wolf City, Texas. I couldn't think of the name. And now we have a young man that has lost his life. And so it, 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 again, it makes you concern and wonder. I remember reading the article and one young lady said she did not visit her parents because she did not want to go through that town and have to deal with that officer to get to see her parents. Now, if a situation is that far out of com- control, I'm sorry, but warning came before destruction. Well, but, but the warning came and the destruction came, but at the cost of a young man's life. Again, you know, whether it, I reiterate, I'd rather see him judged by 12 than carried by six. So if he had done something wrong, bring him in and let him be judged. We don't want to have to carry him. Well, I, I, I will say this. I'm prayerful each time my children leave home because I'm scared to death between human trafficking and police officers that my children are not going to come back to me. And if they do, they're going to come back in a box. So mm-hmm. while, while I, I, I have police officers in my family, so while I commiserate and understand the difficulty of the job at hand, if your first response is to pull out a gun and pull the trigger, then I hazard to say this is not the profession for you. But, I mean, you know, that's a whole nother topic. And, and in fact, it's something we're probably going to cover down the line in one of our other conversations. Mm-hmm. But at this point, as we head into the break, I want the audience to get excited because, once again, we have the, uh, I mean, this woman left such an impression that, I, I mean, her survival story 
is one of the top I've ever heard. And she has a testimony like nobody's business. We're glad to have her here live so that we can um, hear from her directly and answering some of the questions that you have. So as we head into the break, we are going to come back and talk to Chan Kim. And we look forward to it. We'll see you in, in about 30. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. And welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. I'm Mac. As y'all heard Garrett, I'm giving her time to cool off a little bit before we let her back to talk to the people. But before we left, we were talking about the young man uh, in Wolf City. On behalf of Double Down, Garrett and Mac, we want to give our condolences to the family um, and everyone that's involved in the situation that we ask God uh, to give you all peace beyond all man's understanding because man's understanding is not what you want to hear right now. So God is definitely going to have to give you that peace in your heart to get past this situation that you're in. So moving on to our show today, we have my friend, not Audra's friend, but my friend. Oh, she my friend. Don Kim. (laughs) Uh, She always want to claim my friends. So we have my great friend, Chong Kim, uh, who is back with us. I hope that a lot of you listened to the show on last week. And we do have some questions that we have for Chong. Um, Great time. I'm ready to blow our mind up and pick our brain, but I have to follow the rules and go with the questions that have been presented to us to ask. So Chong, before I ask your first question, is it anything that you would like to say? I just want to thank both of you for having me on your show and also a follow-up with, you know, the live questions, because I know that when I've done podcasts in the past, I'll have people ask questions after the show and I don't hear back from the host again. And so I think it's important that, you know, the audience feels like they are getting their question asked. So I want to thank you both for having me on the show and having a show so that way people can share their voices. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of it because you're my friend. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) So, Chong, we have have some questions that we want to ask you. Um, If any of them become too uncomfortable, please feel free 
to just move on. We don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. We do want to give the viewers an understanding, an idea of where, what happened and where you're coming from with this. So the first question is, at what age uh, were you trafficked? I was 19 years old when I was trafficked. Okay. Wait a minute, Chong, Chong, you're fairly, you're fairly small in stature. Do you mm-hmm. think that had anything to do with, I mean, you probably didn't look 19. So do they go for young, younger looking people? Does it matter how long, young you look or, or, you know, what's the deal? Well, when I was sold in the trafficking ring, I was sold as a 13 year old Japanese girl. So I could pass wow. as being a preteen all the way up to an older teenager. And it depends on what type of, um, I call them buyers that want to buy children and what type of children they are asking for. And then when I ranked up as a madam, that's when they knew that I was a 19-year-old, 20-year-old Asian woman. I wish the audience could see my stank face. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're giving you a break right now. So your trafficker, when when you were taken, how long did you know him and did you know him? I basically knew him about two weeks um we met at a bar I didn't really know him that well I was also very naive I didn't know red flags and so I literally thought that you know I used to believe in love at first sight when a guy would say all the sweet things I thought you know that was true and so it didn't take very long and it's not that common I mean it's not that uncommon for young girls who come from vulnerable backgrounds or childhood, broken childhood, or even a low self-esteem, that they can actually feel attached very quickly. And this is where we need to start teaching our girls and boys about what are red flags and what are the stages dating and how to date safely and healthy. Tell us some examples of red flags. Now I'm asking questions. <laughs> Some of the red flags that I didn't see, one, like I mentioned last time we were on the show about the stripes that the uniforms have, the type of colors, the type of badges. But outside of that, I mean, let's say that there really was a military guy, but he's wearing his civilian outfit. One of the biggest red flags that I didn't see at the time was, one, he never talked about himself. He never talks about his past. He always wants to learn more about you than about him. If you were to say, well, you know, why don't you tell me about you or that he likes everything that you like, that's nearly impossible. No matter, even my gay friends don't even like everything I like. <laughs> so, so is he questioning you to find weaknesses or just stuff to keep you reeled in or as a combination? I mean, what is the point of, I mean, of course, you don't want, he don't want to tell you anything about himself, but what is the point of learning all of, all of your business? I think it's both. It's to reel you in while you're reeled in. He's trying to look at vulnerable points because if he learns, so let's say, for example, and I'm going to give an example. Let's say I'm dating a girl, but I don't know much about her, but I need to know, is she a potential target? So I'll ask her, so what is your family like? If she tells me, oh, you know what? I can't stand my mom. She's always bossy. She doesn't understand me. Vulnerable number one, she doesn't like her mom. That means I, it's easy for me to brainwash her and groom her away from her mom. Wow. Because then I can put a wedge between her and her mom. Then she's going to keep on going. And I say, well, what about your dad? Well, my parents are divorced. My dad lives in Hawaii while I live in Texas. Vulnerable number two, daddy's not around. So I, my threat has already been taken out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Predators think, you know, when they talk to young girls. So we're going to go to some fundamentals here and say, fathers, you are needed in your children's lives. Exactly. A a grown man is 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 intimidated by another grown man who's really a man in his household. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you have brothers or uncle or even a male role model that because I know a lot of single moms don't have a daddy figure in, in their children's lives, then sign them up for Big Brother, Big Sister. Find a pastor in your church that you can trust, wow. that you can have your kids go to, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, it's because the one thing that the perpetrator looks for 
is the threat assessment. Who is the threat that I need to take out? So it's almost like strategizing. You're dating. You have to make sure you're not giving any clues of vulnerable points to a guy that you're about to date. So if you have a guy that says, oh, I love to talk about myself, you know, very rarely those are the type that are predators. The ones that are predators are the ones that's going to ask you more questions and talk less about him. That's the biggest red flag. So, you know, I know a lot of people say game peeps game. How do you how do you see them when they're coming? It's really hard. Um, but now that I'm 45 and not 25, <laughs> I can actually catch on a lot more. But one of the big thing is most predators do not seek out women that are actually, um, typically they don't chase after women that are strong. And when we talk about strong women, I'm not, I'm not saying strong women don't have vulnerabilities because they do but they are a lot quicker to step out of that vulnerability once they find themselves in it. The other thing is because of the social media, it's harder to detect who is strong because now you get so many girls that says, I'm strong, I'm this boss chick, I'm this. But then you find out that they're very vulnerable. They're very lonely. They go on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. They'll be seeing a nice looking guy or even a beautiful woman that says, hey, I want to be your bestie. You're beautiful. They become best friends. And then she ends up grooming her into the trafficker. Because now there are women and girls that are grooming other girls to be trafficked. And same thing with guys. Guys are grooming other guys to be trafficked. So it's not an opposite gender thing. It's basically a human issue. Wow. So basically on some of the social medias, People need to look out because who joins in to be your friend is actually could be someone that's coming in to groom you. Yep. Absolutely. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out for an example. So both of you have sons that are in the football, right? Correct. So let's say that I'm going to pretend to be a groomer. So I'm going to be y'all's friends first, even though your boys are not minors, but I'm going to show you something. Let's say both of your boys are not minors, but I'm going to groom you. I'm going to become your besties, your friends. I'm going to hang out with you. Then I'm going to peep your page, look for pictures or any photos of you and your son. Then I'm going to reach out to him. Then I'm going to tell him, hey, he looks muscular. He looks strong. He's great for organ trafficking or labor trafficking. So then I'm going to contact someone and tell them, hey, I want you to contact Miles and I want you to contact the other one. And they're going to contact them while you two have no idea that they are my connection. And then they're going to offer them a side gig. Like, yo, what's up? You want to be in films? You want to be a rap star? Guess what? I got connections to Chi Chains. I got connections with so-and-so. Your son's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. And all they have to do is be invited to one house party. And they'll be gone. Okay. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, <laughs> my head just started to throb. I didn't drink before I got on here. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't have my glass of wine. Okay. So let me tell you something, Jeray. So you know how many times we hear stories where it talks about, um, you know, a college football player has gotten caught up in, you know, having drugs in the car, having this, having that. And you sit there and go, but he has so much going on. He was like, if exactly. he just waited another six months, he'd have been in the draft. Well, because it just happened recently. I'm not going to call him names, but it was, it just exactly. happened recently where the star football player got caught up with some foolishness. And now when, as I hear Chong say this, I'm like, somebody could have got a hold to him. And I, I, I yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Mm. Okay. Wow. Sure, I can turn your boys into traffickers. But wow. They, but they won't be known as traffickers. They won't think it's trafficking. Wow. I'll start them out a little small. I'll be like, hey, guess what? You know, I'll get a, a Bugatti. I'll uh, take them on a joyride. They're going to be like, oh, guess what? I'm going to put this on Instagram. It's going to look good. I mean, because we're offered so much stuff here. I mean, these guys are offered the sun, the moon, the stars. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I could just tell you some of the stuff that that Miles was offered, 
you know, from parts in movies. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. any of those people were traffickers in any way, but it just makes you now even be even more, more cautious. Honey, like yep. a tiger mom ain't got nothing on a black mama with a gun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go to break because Audrey is about ready to blow somebody out of the water. And I'm sitting here. Y'all been leave my baby alone. We're going to all be now. talking to Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're going to go to a break and we'll be back with Chong Kim. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Okay, as we left uh, the program, we were talking to Chong Kim and she was telling us how even with our sons being in the NFL or, or being high profile young men that they can still be touched by them circumventing the traffickers circumventing getting to them using us. And as we were in break, she shared with us a story. She started to share a story with, with Dracy and I related to a college friend who was approached about a, a movie being in a film and we said, oh, no, 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 you got to hold that and tell this story once we come back from the break. So, Chong, go ahead. Roll back about 30 seconds and start from the beginning. So, one of my guy friends, he's actually a college football player um, out in Atlanta, Georgia. And he told me, he said, hey, guess what? He said, I got a deal, an offer to be in this film. So, I said, what kind of film? He said, I don't know. They didn't tell me too much about it. So, I asked him, did they give you a contract? Did they give you a proposal? Did they give you one sheet? None of this sounded familiar to him because I am in the film industry, so I know what to ask. So he said, no, no, he's going to, he's going to tell me that, you know, I'm going to be in film. And I said, well, you need to know what kind of film because you don't want to fall into pornography. He started laughing. He said, no, it's not like that. And I said, how do you know? So I told him, I said, do me a big favor, at least humor me. And he said, okay, what's up? Tell him I'm your manager. And tell them that you will not sign or agree to anything until your manager looks over it. So guess what? When he told this person that claimed to be a filmmaker that he needed my manager to look at the contract and everything, that guy dropped him and never called him back. So it makes you wonder, 
What was he trying to get this guy for? Sound like a porn opportunity to me. Uh. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. It, I mean, it, you know, stuff falls through, you know, like you are in film and stuff far as financing, you know, getting the, the, the back, the financial backing for a movie. I understand that, but to hear it was totally dropped and you never heard from you again, that's suspect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, one of the things I want to share with people, when we talk about our credit, when we talk about our credit scores, we know lots of athletes have fallen under in the credit problems. That's another red flag because your information is actually being sold. Whether you click that check mark on that unsubscribe or subscribe emails, you want to make sure you want to contact the credit bureau and make sure is your information being sold because that's how traffickers also reach out to athletes that are falling behind, whether on child support payments, whether on other financial problems. And then they'll say, oh, we heard that you're like $130,000 behind. But you know what? We can make it worth your while. All you have to do is invite two girls to a party. Two girls. And this guy won't even realize that he'll be charged as a trafficker. Because all he did is bring two female friends. Wow. And that is a very common way that things are happening because uh, especially college college students, because there's always flyers up of a party going on. And then the guy wants to say, hey, won't you bring a few of your friends with you? And then we girl, we going to a party tonight. You want to go. So now you got 10, 15. And then the next person is bringing 10 or 15. And we don't realize what you're actually getting involved in. And ladies and gentlemen, this is not to scare you. As she said, these are red flags. These are things to make you aware of some of the situations that are going on and that uh, children are facing these days, teenagers, young adults, because just like Chong said, she she now that she's at her age, she didn't see these things when she was younger. And we get on social media and we love to snap and we love the Instagram. We love the Facebook and we love to tweet about stuff that's going on in our world. And sometimes we're just making ourselves more vulnerable to predators that are out there. Well, you know, I remember when I was in college, they they had a prostitution ring at a at a fellow college, and I actually wow. knew, yeah, I actually knew a young lady who was involved, and so I never had the courage to ask her how you get caught up doing that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but now I think I'm going to circle back around to her because we are uh, Facebook friends. Um, and childhood friends, and I'm going to circle back and see if I can get it understand because you hear about prostitution rings on college campuses mm-hmm. all the time where, especially, um, I think they call PWICs, um, predominantly white institutions and university PIUs or whatever. Um, but you have, they start off, quote unquote, um, especially in larger cities, they hustling older men you know, and they think they're the ones pimping the men. I've got a sugar mm-hmm. daddy and Chong mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but in essence, they're falling into the trap of they're being prostituted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also they're the ones to take the fall for the traffickers. Oh. So like I said, you know, the college, the college guy that, you know, when I was talking about bringing two girls, basically what people don't know is that guy who's been fighting two girls or 15 girls, he got paid for each head. But the girls don't know that. Wow. So if I'm a trafficker and I want to get a college guy to fall in the rap, I'm going to pick this, you know, money-hungry, desperate college kid that's got financial problems. He's got $130,000 in debt. And I'll say, you know, I can make all your problems go away. But per girl that you bring to the house party is going to be about, 5000 So bring as many girls so you can pay up, pay off your debt. Wow. And guess what? Wow. It makes them think, hey, all I have to do is invite beautiful girls to a party. That's all I got to do. And I just tell him, yep. But then when he brings it, guess what? I'm going to make sure he gets his butt in trouble so I don't have to pay him. So then I'll have one of my friends call the cops and do a raid. And guess oh. what? His picture is snapped. Question. In his article. Mm-hmm. So when you were a madam, how young, what was the youngest girl that, that you, I hate to say it, helped traffic? 
the youngest girl, I will say this much, when I was, before I became a madam, my trafficker actually had me um, do a test run. And the girl was 12 years old. What the hell is Her a test is run, babe? Basically, kind of like initiation into the game. He wanted to see how much I wanted to be a madam. He wanted me to prove myself. Okay. Can you give details or is that, is that looking for too much? Sure. Okay. No, what no I'm fine. Tell me what that means. So basically, he said to me, if you really want to show and prove to me that you want to be a madam and you're ready for the final step, because he would use this as a last step. He said, all you have to do is park your car across the street from a junior high school and just watch the kids come out of school. And he didn't tell me what type of girl or boy to look for. He said, the vulnerable ones will be coming to your vehicle. And he was right. This girl named Jessie was 12 years old. She would see, because I had to do this every single day. This wasn't a one-day thing. I would sit and park across the street and watch these kids get out of school. And they would all walk past my car. And at that time, I had a Ferrari, and it was a convertible. So that's not a car that, you know, you just walk by. So I even had, like, boys that stopped by. They're like, Hey, baby, can I jump in the ride with you? And they were laughing and making fun of me. And oh, I was like, boy. keep going, little boys, keep going. <laughs> this one girl came up to me, and she was just standing there, and she said, are you lost? And I said, yeah. I said, um, so I just made up some story. So, um, so I just made up some story. So I just said, you know, I'm waiting on my little niece. Wow. But. That's all it took. But wow. she kept coming back and she befriended me and I let her on a joyride. I mean, it slowly graduated, gradually, you know, led up to our so-called friendship. How long does it take to groom a young person to come into this? Depending on how fast they jump in. Wow. And because she was a minor, I had to meet the parents. When I saw the parents, the father was a better, the mother was an alcoholic. This was easy peasy. Because the parents never asked where she went. So with her, it was less than two weeks. Wow. wow. If the parents are strict and have healthy rules and boundaries, it's harder to break. Do you, find, do you find that some of these young people are already victims of sexual molestation? I, I recently, I think it was yesterday, actually, I was on the Internet and a teacher um, had to stop her class because the cousin or the uncle was molesting the young woman and it, they were, the kids were supposed to be taking a break, but the girl didn't cut off her camera and he was making her perform fellatio. And I mean, the teacher was like, shut down the session, you know, to all the kids to shut it down. So do you find there's already abuse in the home by the time, and it makes them more susceptible by the time you reach them? I mean, cause I, you know, it's yes. already happened in the house, so they're not, yep. you know. Absolutely, because when kids have already been abused, that means they are also looking for an outlet, and many mm -hmm. times those outlets tend to be unhealthy adults. Mm -hmm. They're looking because for anything or anyone to love them. Absolutely. And the other thing is, like, the girl Jessie, and I'm just going to call her Jessie for now. Yeah. With her being 12, she had a younger brother, the parents doted on him more so than on her. She hated both her parents. She told me that. when, And I wanted to meet the parents anyways because I wanted to know what I was working with. Jeez. And her dad, I remember he looked at me up and down, licking his lips. And I was like, all right, that's easy. I already got the dad working for me now. Wow. Because all wow. I have to do is shake my butt, distract him while I take his daughter. Okay. And the mom. Uh, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. Go ahead. The mom actually said to me, she was so happy that her daughter became friends with me. I emphasized to both parents, I was 20 years old and her daughter was 12. If I had a 20-year-old daughter, a 21-year-old woman talking to my 12-year-old son, no, ma'am, you need to go. Wow. So that told me that the mom didn't even know what a healthy relationship was for her daughter either. Wow. Okay. Going into the break, I, I, something I want you to think about. I have a question. Um, when you have young people 
that are reaching out? What are the signs that we need to look for to know that there's possible trafficking or abuse? Or once you're becoming a trafficked victim, are you um, sequestered from others around you? So kind of think of the construct of that. Um, we're getting ready to head into the break. I, I'm, as usual, you have me speechless, Chong. I just cannot. So we'll talk to you when we come to the break and we'll see you again. Keep listening, audience. There's more to come. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. And we're here with our guest, John Kim. As you can imagine, this has been a topic and a show that we're all sitting here going, what? We feel like Tommy on the Family Guy, what? If they can, if they can see us, we see each other because we're, we're, we're doing this via Zoom. So we see each other's faces. And I'm sitting here like a little kid with my, my hand on my chin. And I'm looking intently at Chong like, what's going on? You guys, I wish we were doing a video of this one because... The amazement mm-hmm. of Jeracy and I, there are faces that Jeracy's making. I'm sure she doesn't realize. And, and Chong is over here just, you know, telling us this story. I mean, her testimony and survival of human trafficking is one for the ages. And, and I hope and pray more uh, people will hear and find some kind of positivity to bring themselves out to fight for their freedom if they are being human trafficked in any capacity. Um but I'm sorry, Jeracy, I hijacked your intro. That's that's okay. One of the things, Strong, we were talking about before we went to the commercial break, you talked about going in a 21-year-old with a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. So are there children that some that are trafficked that live at home and then some that do not live at home and the parents don't know? Well, the ones that don't live at home, the parents would know. And the parents are the ones that will put up flyers and help me find my child that's still missing, that sort of thing. And then you have others that the parents are unaware because their child's not sharing. There have been, even in Fort Worth over here, there was a group of girls that were actually being trafficked during their lunch hour. So the trafficker would meet up with them during their lunch hour and then they'd be gone for a good hour and then they would come back and then they would go back into their school life like nothing ever happened so they was being they they were being pimped get it out lunch Mm -hmm. girl it's Uh, almost like i fall back on illiteracy they they was doing the bit i mean i because i'm stuttering and Mm -hmm. so during lunchtime they would go have um engagements with people yep 
And these were young girls, or I mean, whether you're young junior or in high, high school, girls. junior high, my junior God. high schools. And then at the same time, I was talking to the school and I was talking to the school board and also the school counselor. And guess what they said? Kids are having sex. This isn't sex. They're being sold. And there's an adult man that picks them up on your school property that you're unaware of. How did they, how did the ring get broken up? One of the girls reached out to me. Wow. The Fort Worth police contacted me and had me talk to her. Wow. She wanted out. She couldn't do it anymore. She was sore down there. She just couldn't do it. And the trafficker threatened to tell her family and expose all the naked pictures and porn all through the school website. I mean, you know what? That's now that's something um, that is I know is a problem. I have a girlfriend who um, a member of her family um, was sending pictures to these older pedophiles and they found her via Snapchat and she's vulnerable for various reasons. And the FBI showed up at the school and mm-hmm. then showed up at the parents' house. And it was like the most mind boggling thing you'd ever heard of because one, as a parent and she's on it as the guardian, she had no idea it wasn't happening in her house. It wasn't like these relationships were happening in her house. But the very fact that the, the child, because this girl was a child, was doing this and it was in the house and she was the person responsible. Was She was like, I just could not imagine it would ever, this would ever occur. You know, you think you're on it as a parent and yet somehow it still happens. And I'm sure some of these parents of these young women thought they were still on it as parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were still doing their reasonable service and their due diligence as parents to make sure that their daughters were healthy and safe. And you're telling me I'm leaving school at lunchtime. I didn't even know a junior high school kid could leave a school at lunchtime. They're not supposed to. But when you have so many students and you start learning that the school has a low level of supervision, it's easy for kids to walk in and out and not be noticed until the bell rings. And then that's when they do roll call. Wow. Chong, tell us quickly or give us some information on the Every 40 Second campaign. So the Every 40 Seconds campaign is basically, um, FBI have basically stated that every 40 seconds a child goes missing. One in every six child falls into human trafficking. What I wanted to do is I wanted to bring awareness that 2,100 children are missing per day. And we're talking about from infant all the way up to the age of 20 years old. And so the Every 40 Seconds campaign, what I wanted to do with this is utilize this to educate the public the appropriate and adequate way to understand human trafficking. Because right now, we're so overly saturated only on sex trafficking. We're not talking about labor trafficking. We're not talking about organ trafficking, child drug mules, and all of this is happening in America but we're not talking about them. Instead, the society have created it as a competition. Competition. You have a labor trafficking victim and a sex trafficking survivor will say, well, I went through worse than you did. It's sad. It should never be that way. And then the other thing is we're having misunderstanding about the stats. People said there was a stat that I saw on Google that says the entry level of a child going into prostitution is the age of 12 through 14. I saw that stat all the way back in 2003. And every time I worked on cases, the age get younger and younger to where they are now toddler age instead of 12 to 14. And two, children don't go into prostitution. They are being tricked. They are being enslaved. They are being preyed upon. So we need to start also changing the language and how we view our girls and our boys. So that's what the Every 40 Seconds is about. It's about education, appropriate training, uh, adequate understanding. But the one thing I definitely want to say for those of you who are real into social media and things like that, parents, I cannot stress this enough. You need to check your kid's phone. Do not be the Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Do not say, well, I don't want to infringe on their privacy. No, I'm sorry. You need to. When you don't have, you do don't have any privacy. Do, 
Right? Okay. You had no privacy in my house. I, if you want some privacy, exactly. stop paying some rent somewhere, but it's not in my house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, most of these kids are doing sexting videos. And let me tell you, according to the FBI, sexting is a criminal offense. Yes, that's so exactly girl, what that young lady was doing for the family yep. friend. Yeah. So any girls that are ages 16 or any age at all, and you have a guy that says, if you don't give me what I want, I'll expose the pictures you gave me. All you have to do is go to FBI.gov, type in uh, sexting, and they will uh, take your case. Wow. So, Chong, I mean, I, we could probably have you on here for the next five weeks and hear something new every day. I mean, two episodes is definitely not enough. We're probably going to have you come back farther down into the uh, lineup this this season. Um We've got to round this story out and get ready to go. Jeracy, um, Chong, we love you. Um, I love you guys. We will be following back up with you in the future. Um, but we, it's, it's more than we can handle right now. We love you and we'll, we'll see you in a little bit. Um, Absolutely. Jeracy, it's time to close this show out. I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's, it went by so quickly. I mean, when you have a topic that is so enthralling as human trafficking and, you know, the the ramifications that come up with our children, you know, it's, it's not something that you can cover in an hour. And um, I feel blessed that you introduced me to your friend, Chong Kim. And, um, but a blessing indeed. Well, you know what? Get ready to close out the show. Want to make sure we remind everybody our political season is upon us and we want to encourage everybody to go vote. Please exercise your right to vote. It It doesn't matter the fact that you are Republican or Democrat, what you want to do is not sleep on the opportunity to cast your vote and to make your voice be heard. And um, November 3rd is the day we will be having conversations about the upcoming election. Uh, We're not picking a side, but let me just say, Mm -mm. oh, because you know that, that, oh, Uh -uh. come on, Jesus, 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 he's here. Come on, Jesus. Um, But Jeracy, close us out in a word of prayer with this human trafficking 30 seconds. Okay, God, we just want you to ask ask you to cover us from all danger, seen and unseen, God. And as everyone go out to vote, God, remind them that there's a donkey and an elephant, but we were all a lamb to begin with, God. And we want to ask to protection for all of the children, all of the people that are being trafficked. And God, continue to bless our lives and keep us going. In Jesus' name's sake, amen. Amen. Once again, you're with Double Down with Dracy Mack and I'm Dracy Mack and, and, and Audrey Garrett, but you're doubling down with Garrett and Mack. Um, and we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this particular um, chapter and episode and feel free to listen to any of the previous recorded messages. Take care. See you next week. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.